Hello, welcome back. It's True Confessions Property Management. I'm your host, Rebecca Jenkins, and today, as always, we are hearing 100% real-life stories of property management professionals. Look, if you're a first responder, ER doc, or you work on the Hill in DC, I know you have OMG stories. But what most people don't know is that property managers do too. In an industry where fire, flood, and blood is just a normal saying, we have to act professional in the most unprofessional moments. On today's episode, we are picking up where we left off on our two-part series of my stories. It has been weird to be on the other side of the interview, but I hope you're really enjoying them. And remember, in my stories, all the names have been altered, communities, locations, and companies excluded, and the only thing you're going to hear are the juicy details of my stories. Enjoy! Okay, so I have another crazy story, um, but it puts me on blast. Uh, Did you ever... Oh, yes. Did I ever tell you the one about the golf cart? I like it. Uh, it's really embarrassing to me. So now that it's going to be out there for everyone to hear, like I probably will be red in the face for days, but it's so good that I just have to share it. Um, I was at a community that used a A-frame sign out front and this was not a plastic one. It was one of like the really heavy duty ones so that if we had windstorms, it wouldn't knock over or move. And every day we would take it out there and set it up. And it said like now leasing or come in or whatever. And then at the end of the day, we would put it back on the golf cart because it was so heavy. We used the golf cart to kind of transport it and bring it back. And we were going, uh, we were doing an office renovation on this community. So the garage that the golf cart and the A-frame normally stayed in um, was full of renovation gear, like brimming. So what we had been doing is the lobby had two huge doors that opened and there was like a foyer and it was all tile. So we had been driving the golf cart into the lobby and then just backing it out every morning. And it had worked well for like well over a month. And on this particular day, I think it was like late in the week or something. I told my team like, Hey, Oh, I think it was like Friday. Cause I'm like, Hey, it's Friday. Like, why don't you guys get out of here a couple minutes early? I'll close up and just get out of here. Go have fun. And I was closing everything up. I went and got this A-frame sign. And instead of putting it in the back, I just thought, oh, well, I'll just put it in the front. No one's sitting with me today. And I put it in the front kind of passenger side. And as I'm driving into the lobby, I hit the, uh, the brake. And to stop the brake on a golf cart, you have to, like, make sure it engages and actually, like, stops. Otherwise, it will keep going forward. Well, so I hit it. And when it jolted to lock the brake in the A-frame slipped and got wedged under the accelerator. (laughs) So now the golf cart was on a ride of its own and I was now the passenger and it bumped into this like weird pillar thing that thank goodness we were getting rid of in the renovation then crashed into a wall. (laughs) And at that point I started, don't you laugh at me. I started getting like worried that I was going to get hurt. Like it was, legit and I could not push this Did like I tried yeah I bailed out the back <laughs> so when I bailed out the back it bounced off of the wall and crashed into the glass fitness center doors that went into our gym shattered these were like huge 20 foot glass like doors 
shattered these. Now there's glass everywhere and I'm freaking out. And the golf cart proceeds to play like pinball with the fitness center equipment. (laughs) And because I know because it had slowed down because the fitness center equipment was so heavy. I then realized like, if I don't stop it, it's going to run into the next wall, which is all mirrors. And now we're going to be replacing mirrors. Like this has got to stop. So I run back in, run into the side of the like golf cart and pull it off of the side and then grab the keys and take the keys out so that there's no power. And the golf cart comes to like a slow halt. And I look <laughs> around and survey the damage. And I'm just like standing there all by myself in a locked office with glass everywhere. And I have to call my team and say, hey, guys, um, I hope you're not too far down the road because I now need your help. Can you please turn around? And when they walked in and I kind of told them, like, I've had an accident (laughs) and there's a little bit of glass and I need your help shutting down the fitness center. The doors have been broken. (laughs) So that's about it. And they walk in and they see the golf cart like wedged between two fitness center equipment and all the glass. And I'm just sitting there like I'm on my hands and knees at this point, like sweeping up the glass. And they just start busting out laughing. And I'm all, you guys, this was serious. And they're like, this picture is serious and they started like taking pictures of me and I was like oh my god that's like it could have been viral (laughs) like that's the kind of stuff we need on the thank god it wasn't no that could have been amazing for you (laughs) in a very embarrassing way I don't know I had to call my boss next and tell them and oh my gosh it was so embarrassing and it cost like $1,100 to replace those doors. Mm -hmm. And luckily all the other damage, like with the wall and the pillar and everything else that had bounced off of the fitness center equipment was fine. We just put it right back into place, but everything else was getting replaced in the renovation. Oh, So thank goodness. Like that was, Oh oh my gosh. Can you imagine? (laughs) The golf cart. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I have one more like gross story. Did you story, ever learn how to drive a golf story. cart after that? Shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not write this story down, but when you said that, earlier in my career, I was a leasing consultant. This is totally not on my list. I was a leasing consultant and it was one of those golf carts. You know the ones that have like the two seats and then they have the full two seats behind and then they have like a um another two seats in the yeah. back with like a bar. Yeah. It's like really big. I wasn't used to driving those. And I was backing up and I backed into a resident's car and totally messed up their bumper and had to call my RM for that one. And they had like, and I had to call the resident and tell them what I did. And yeah, so I had crashed. That's the second golf okay. cart I crashed. And they had to replace their whole bumper. But Matt didn't know any of this before he took you golfing. No, <laughs> Matt is my husband, by the way, for those listening. And no, but... I mean, I'm pretty sure he knows that, like, yeah. I would prefer him to I'm not a good driver. <laughs> Shut up. You're not horrible. You're just, like, fast. Not anymore. I'm a little bit of a security cat now, but I think it's all of these, like, bumper cars yeah. with golf carts. Okay, so my disgusting story and then my happy okay. story, and I, that's all I'm going to share today okay. because I can – now that we're talking, I'm, like, thinking of more. Um, So there was this building that I was working at, and it had, like, a – 
kind of like a resort style pool. Like, you know, the resorts that you can buy like day passes mm-hmm. to their pool. It was like that. It was mega. And it was really cool. And there was a group that we, I want to say like lovingly referred to because they were really nice residents, but this was not one of their proudest achievements. We referred to them as the pool crew. And every single weekend when it was good weather, they would take coolers that were on rollies full of beer to the pool and they would post up from like 1030 in the morning to like 4.30 in the afternoon and they would drink all their beer and hang out together and get tan and stand around in the pool. Well, that would have been fine. Like we love when people use amenities, but they never got out of the pool area to use the restroom. So you can imagine that they were just standing there in the pool peeing, like marinating in each other's pee. And there was like 10 or 12 of them. And so I would never, ever swim in this pool. So, um, at the end of Sunday, every single week that they were there, the pool would start to turn green and we'd have to shock it. And sometimes it was so bad that we'd have to shut it down for like 12 hours while we overchlorinated it. And it was because of these people and like, we would watch them because we were working. It was right outside our office. And we're like, if one person gets out to go to the bathroom today, I will buy you coffee. (laughs) And no one ever got coffee. Oh my God. That's disgusting. It was. That's not like every pool. So if someone's living in an apartment right now thinking that, like, that's not true. But at this pool, it was. Do they have kids or was it just adults? No, they were like 50-year-old adults. They were like 50-year-old kids. <laughs> yeah. Gross. They were. Okay. You want to hear my good story? Yes. That we can end yes. on? Um, And this one, like, might make me emotional because I love this lady. But there is this resident and her name was Anita. Um, that's a pseudo name for those of you, like I did change her name for the story and she was a sweet little old lady. And when I went to go work at this property that she lived at, um, she came in pretty early on and, you know, introduced herself and said, Oh, you know, you're the new property manager. Nice to meet you. And she was really sweet. And she talked about her husband a lot and his name, we'll call it like, let's call it Carl, Steve, Carl. Okay. So Carl, so she talked about Carl all the time and for a while I thought that he was still around and I would meet him. Well, it turns out that she was a widow and I thought, oh man, he must have like just left, like just died. And he hadn't, he had died like 13 years prior to when I met her, but she always talked about him and told stories and she just, you could just tell like she was so in love with him still. And, and she was like much older. She was probably in her seventies. Um, maybe even late seventies and, um, she would tell me stories about them. And it, she told me this one story about their honeymoon and they went to Hawaii for their honeymoon and on their honeymoon they were eating and they said, what do we want to do our whole life? Like we need a hobby. We work, we hang out, but let's find a hobby. So they took a golf lesson mm. and they fell in love with golf right then and there in Hawaii and they decided that they wanted to, like, learn and take on the sport and golf their whole life. And they totally did. It was, like, a magical love story between them and golf. And they golfed everywhere. They went to all the majors. And they um, actually, when her husband had passed, they were on their way to Augusta Aww. for the Masters. 
And they turned right back around because he wasn't feeling well. And um, he quickly passed after having cancer. And when he died, she wanted to, like, still feel normal. So she went to work at a golf course for many, many years to be around the people that kind of, you know, had supported her. And she just made such a huge, like, I might get emotional. She made such a huge impression on me of, like, just a loving, devoted wife. And I love golf. It was so important to me. Um, and when I met her, I was single and it was really important to me because I played sports all growing up and then you get too old to play them anymore. And you're like, what am I going to do? Like, I still need to Mm -hmm. do sports. So you take on golf because you can golf until you're 80, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'd really like devoted myself to learning that, that game and been spending a lot, a lot of time doing it. So her and I had lots of discussions about that and it made like the time that I spent with her made me know. That one, I wanted to be the kind of wife that she was and just really love my husband so much and want to spend time and have hobbies together. And two, that my husband had to like golf. Like I wanted to have that romantic story of golfing our lives together. And um, while I met her, um, well, I was still working at that property and kind of the time frame because she has since passed. That's kind of the rest of the story. But when she was still around and, and living um, at the community that I was working at, I actually wound up meeting my now husband, who is a ridiculously good mm-hmm. golfer. And we golf often. And um, I try really hard to continually be a better wife for him. And I think about her and I think about she left a legacy on my life that she will never know that she left. And it's like, Mm. this is me getting emotional. Sorry. Like it's the fabric of, you know, it's embedded in the the fabric of my life, just the same as, you know, a grandparent would. And I just loved her so much. So So, anyway, she was like so important to me and she was just a resident and it was just the time that she came in. So if you have a resident that comes in and speaks to you and they just speak to your heart, like, don't push them out of your office so quickly if they're, if that's like the time that they need, because they make a difference and it sticks. And sometimes you just find that really, I mean, on the podcast, I've had guests tell me about their impactful resident and what a difference it makes. And so how lucky are we that that gets to happen in our daily job? Mm-hmm. I mean, also, I think like probably she thought you were so sweet and she probably wanted to talk to you even more. So those are some of the stories that I had to share. Was that okay as being a guest? Yeah, I think that was good. I like can't believe you crashed that golf cart, but I like picture it in my head. You mean both of them? I need pictures. Like there needs to be, I just think after the story, just maybe um, that's the you thumbnail. You actually know the person in my life that has that picture. Oh, really? That I was working with. Yeah. And if you do get a hold of it. Um, please don't make it go viral. That's all I have I to just, say. What if you made it the thumbnail to this whole podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll talk about it. Okay. We'll just talk about idea. it. Just an idea. Well, there you have it. There's some of my top pick stories. And, you know, after I recorded that with Proshka, I've already thought of almost six or seven more that I just forgot that I even had. You know, you spend so much time in an industry where 
a lot of these things become normal and you, you it takes talking it through or hearing other people's stories to make you remember oh my gosh yeah this one time you know dot 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 so anyway i had a lot of fun with Peroshka, and i hope you really enjoyed hearing them if you have your own crazy outlandish property management stories i would love to feature them and have you on a guest as a guest on this podcast just go to my website multifamilytrainer.com click from the menu bar podcast and fill that out and i'll reach out to you and get you scheduled Uh, If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe or leave a review. And even better, tell a friend, you know, get them involved in it. uh, Have them laugh out loud and cry and gasp along with the rest of us. Till next time, I'm Rebecca Jenkins, the multifamily trainer, signing off. Have a great week.